Welcome back, guys, to another week of Made in a Pandemic. Woo-hoo. Just a reminder, this podcast, it's not about the pandemic. Yeah, guys, we actually get that a lot. We get a lot of, oh, but what's hard about the pandemic? This has nothing to do with the pandemic. Exactly. It's just two friends, bored out of our minds, tired of living the same day, over and over and over again. So we decided to do something about it. And in return, we were hoping we could help some of you guys feel less lonely when you're at home. Because I know it's really hard staying at home alone. You you know, you never know what situation you're in. Now, this month is my favourite month of the whole goddamn year. Like, I fucking love October so much. And I'm not even saying it just to be, you know. I honestly love October and all my friends give out for that. And like I mentioned in our previous podcast, we have something very special lined up. The month of October... Every single week of the month of October, we are going to be releasing podcasts that are inspired by Spooktober. Now, before we start, it would mean the world to us if you could go follow us on Instagram and as of now on TikTok. Yeah, guys, we have officially put like a little teaser for Spooktember. We did a little ghost trend, so go check that out. It would mean so much to us. It was honestly so fun, and thank you to our special photographer, Salma Mahichevich. Go follow her Instagram, Captured by Salma. She's an awesome photographer. Also, make sure you go leave and you go leave a review. Oh my god, I can't speak. A review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can know how amazing our podcast is. If you think it's amazing, if you don't, um, leave an honest yeah. review still. You don't have taste if you don't think this podcast is. <laughs> Now, without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. Today is a competition between me and Sarah on who can scare the other one more. Yeah, so it's going to be a Spooktober showdown. That was a tongue twister. (laughs) So what's going to happen is me and Sally are going to go in turns and we're going to tell our stories. And whoever gets more spooked out by the end of it is a winner. We'll also put a poll on our Instagram where you guys can vote. So go, go check that out once it's up. Yes, yeah, so it's just short stories we both um, came, up, came up with. We both came up with multiple short stories. Now, first of all, reading short stories what is my favorite thing ever. Last night, um, I was doing some research on some short stories while I was on FaceTime with Sarah, and I kid you not, I scared myself. Like, as much as I love being scared, I'm such a fucking scaredy cat. Exactly, guys. Is anyone who knows me knows that this area is not my forte. I get scared so easily. I hate looking at paranormal <laughs> stuff. I hate everything to do with this, but I am willing to dive in for you guys. Okay, so who wants to go first? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Hmm, we'll let you go first. I bet, bet. Okay, now this one. Now, I would say this one is, this one's a pretty creepy one. When I read it, I was kind of like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm already being okay, chills. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is. That I'm lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations, like undammed rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom likely far surpasses mine. Considering he's confined in a dark room in an institute. I always beg for them to give him one last chance. Of course, they did at first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than last. 
Should you get you follow? Mm-hmm, kind of follow. follow. Yeah, he, he's a little um, he's a little troubled child. Yeah, troubled child. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now um, every time without fail, it all starts to get the neighborhood cats with gouged out eyes start showing up in his mm. toy chest. My dad's <laughs> razor spine dropped on the baby slide in the park across the road. Mum's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy. Normalcy? 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 Mm. I can't speak. <laughs> I think I think we've um we figured that out already from mm-hmm. like the numerous times I've said I can't speak in every single episode, we figured yeah. that. <laughs> it goes both and ways, to, we can't both speak. <laughs> and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking he's ready for rehabilitation. That would just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he's back. This girl, get this girl some help. Uh uh. Guys, by the way, we're filming this at night, so me getting spooked is 10 times easier for me. (laughs) I mean, like, when I read this, I was kind of like, I feel like this is a pretty common one because I remember reading this like ages ago, and Hmm. I'd be like, this is the kind of one where you'll read it and you just have to sit there and just have to think about... You just have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I just don't like stuff like that. Your I turn don't... to speak me up. Come on, honey. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Do Let's we want to rate it or do we just want to move on and kind of give a winner at the end? Let's give a winner at the end. Okay, guys. We're holding it to the end so you guys better stay. Okay. So, when me and my sister Betsy and I were kids... Our families lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. But our favourite thing was ghosts. Mm Mm-hmm. You heard that right. (laughs) I love ghost stories. (laughs) We called her Mother because she seemed so kind to us and so nurturing. Some morning, Betsy and I would wake up and on our nightstands, we'd find a cup that, had, that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left it there, worried that we'd get thirsty during the night. And I'm not talking my biological mama, we're talking mother, the ghost. Mm-hmm. Yikes. She wanted to take care of us. Amongst the house, original furnishing was antique wooden chairs, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied, watching TV or playing game, Mother would inch the chair forward across the room towards us. This is some paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting spooked at myself. I feel like she's spooking herself up. <laughs> okay. She would move it towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted us to be near. Years later, long after we moved out, I found out on an old newspaper article that the farmhouse, the farmhouse original's occupant, a widow, she's she'd murdered her two children by giving them a cup of poison milk before they go to bed. Then she'd hang uh-uh. herself. Mm-hmm. 
The article included a photo of the farmhouse living room with the woman's body hanging from the beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was the old wooden chair placed exactly in the centre of the room. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> if that didn't give me chills, I don't know what will. I mean, okay. First of all, I hate people that kill others and then kill themselves. Yeah. Like, what was the point? Honestly, yeah. Second of all, the fact... Oh, the fact that she would leave, like, cups of milk next on their, mm-hmm. like, nightstand. <laughs> the fact that they had an impression that mother was nurturing by putting a cup of milk and the chair would just go in the middle of the room. Scary. To see an article about, and she did that to her own children. Mother was These not are a just good strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are just strangers. Oh, my God. Okay, now. I'm a fucking paranoid person. Maybe I get it from my, maybe I get uh, it from is. my parents. Mm-hmm. But I'm a kind of person that have to check if I locked my door like six times before going to bed. I'm a kind of person that if I'm if I'm in a car like driving by myself, I need to make sure that you know I have to look on the back seat like ten times to make sure make no one's in the back there. seat. Mm-hmm. I'm that kind of paranoid person. I'm hella fucking paranoid. So when something like this happens, and when I hear stories similar to this, I get so freaked out. I remember, I'm getting a little side note here, but I remember I spent like maybe a whole week like watching creepypasta videos. You know what creepypasta is? No. You know, they have like horror story animated series. Oh, on YouTube? Yeah. I've kind of seen stuff like that. Never indulged mm-hmm. into them. So I spent a whole ass week watching those, but not the animated version, like just the him telling stories. And I mean, I consumed hundreds of videos. By the end of it, I had like, okay, you know how like in the corridors you have like a vent, which is kind of like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like the air conditioning and heating mm-hmm. vent. Yeah. And I had a vent right across like my no. do- room's door. I would literally inch on the opposite side of the hallway when I'm walking past it. I was that fucking scared. I was so scared someone was inside that vent. Mm-mm. That's the kind of paranoid person I am. Yeah. When I had when I had a um when I had a single bed and my bed had like a sp- had space under it, I made sure I like stuffed mine? it with boxes. <laughs> I'm I'm sound back and I made sure it. I stuffed it with boxes. And when my parents were buying me a new bed, I made sure I had the ones with no space underneath them. <laughs> oh my god. Now watch me get paranoid. I'm gonna go to sleep looking underneath my bed ten times today. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rachel. Now, there's this child named Jimmy, right? Let's call him Jimmy. His parents tucked him in bed and went left. He's nice and cozy in bed until he hears them struggling in the living room. And he could clearly tell there's a third person in the oh, house. Hell no. Soon after, he hears, after it's gone quiet, he hears footsteps coming closer and closer to his bedroom door. He's done this many times, pretended to be asleep. Mm -hmm. So yet again, he pretended to be asleep, but left one eye kind of peeking from under the blanket just to see what was happening. He'd open and close and open and close his eye just the tiniest bit each time. When the door opened up, when there was light on the outside, and it was sh- 
the shadow of the man holding his two parents over his shoulders was coming through and he starts writing something on the wall uh-uh. but it's way too dark to tell what he's writing on the wall he the man drops his parents on the floor and that's when little jimmy closes his eyes after a while he can he can feel the man climbing under his bed just crawling under his bed right and jimmy's still pretending to sleep jimmy's still pretending really hard to sleep and he knows this man is under his bed he's like maybe if i sleep and sleep for long enough i'll actually fall asleep and he will leave me alone and he'll go away hours pass his eyes finally adjust to to the darkness mm. and he can make the out rain. what's written on the wall i know you're awake and he lets out a gasp as soon as that happens he feels something shift under his uh-uh. bed uh-uh. <laughs> sorry uh-uh. guys if i get up and leave mid podcast it's because i'm scared <laughs> it kind of reminds me of this one of them and i'm and i do want to include this like officially so i'm not including this officially mm-hmm. but um because everyone's heard it i feel like but um there was this girl named Jessica. I'm just going to call everyone that I don't know the names of yeah. Jessica cuz that's what I do. So Jessica went out for a party and uh her roommate told her to not turn on the lights or anything cuz she has a s- exam tomorrow morning and she wanted to sleep, you know? So she comes back 2 a.m. in the morning. Doesn't even take off her makeup, doesn't turn on the lights, nothing, just hops into bed and falls asleep. The next morning when she wakes up, She looks over across the room to her roommate where her roommate's bed is and finds her roommate slaughtered and the whole bed covered in blood of her roommate. She looks over on top of the bed on the wall and it says, "You're lucky you didn't turn on the light." No. You know what? I'm sorry to say this, but I'd rather like witness that and see that rather than some like paranormal or something like that happening to me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, cuz like I when you wake up like you get out of the room and it's done like you're not going to think about it too much. But if you see like some eyes walking around the dark or like the thing that you saw like the writing saying I know you're awake or like some paranormal stuff I cannot deal with like that ghost story that I told. You know that I know you're awake that was like an actual killer who person. Killed yeah. Yeah. I okay like, I That's it. your location can't change. Yeah. Like that's I personally I'm not going to lie. I personally I I I find like real life serial killers a lot more scarier than ghosts. Like I think I'd be a lot more spooked if someone broke into my house and tried to kill me than I would be if I if I saw my hat move. Or if I saw my oh, chair. Yeah, no. Fair enough. But or like if I saw a ghost. Also look at it. Yeah, I get where you're coming from, but you've also got to look at it. Say you were in a dorm with a friend of yours, and then something like that happened. You can easily—that's it. Like right after that night, you're done. You're not in that dorm anymore. You've moved. You moved on. But when it's in your own home, and you know that you can't, like, leave your house for good, and you know you have to go through the process of selling it and doing all that stuff. That's what I get. Like that's when I will back you up on what you're saying. Ah, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Go, go, go. Try okay. to speak. 
We bought an old house, my boyfriend and I. He's in charge of the new construction, converting the kitchen into a master bedroom, for instance, while I'm on wallpaper removal duty. The previous owner papered everything, including the ceiling. Removing it was absolutely br- brutal, but you know, at the same time, oddly satisfying. Like, kind of peeling off a sunburn. You get what I mean, yeah? Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. gotten a sunburn. I'm... Yeah, I've never gotten a sunburn. Yeah, I've never got a huge sunburn. I peeled other people's sunburn. That sounds nasty, oh. but I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nasty, I know. But let's continue. I don't know about you, but I kind of made it a game by peeling it off and seeing how long I could peel it. When on the corner of the wall, in every room, is a person's name and date. Curiosity got the best of me one night. When I googled one of the names and discovered that the person was actually a missing person. Mm-hmm. I already know this where this is going. Mm-hmm. The missing date matches the date under the wallpaper. The next day, I made a list of all the names and the dates. Sure enough, each name was for the missing person with the date to match. That, if that isn't a sign to leave and run away, uh, I don't know what is. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. We notified the police, who naturally sent out the crime scene team. I overheard one of the techs say, Yep, it's human. Human? What's human? Mm-hmm. Ma'am? Where is the material you moved from the walls already? This isn't wallpaper you're removing. Can you guess what they were removing? They are fucking removing human skin, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Hell nah! In that... Ew, that's fucking just imagine. Oh, that is disgusting. And imagine like knowing you found it satisfying as well. <laughs> I just don't understand how the world like didn't mold and stuff like that. How did it? How did it not rot? I mean, I'm sure like the preservatives. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't like the, it. Wouldn't it be so? Oh my god! Wouldn't it be so? Would it be? They're not thick, but not I like don't it's even know. being like it's skin. Like so, I'm guessing like you know when you skin an animal, it's, I'm guessing it'd be thick. Oh, oh that's I didn't t- even want to think about. <laughs> that's some nasty. Oh that's god, some psychotic thing. Imagine writing the victim and the date that they were abducted and putting their skin over it. Like, what is that supposed to be? Is that, like, your kind of trophy? I'm guessing, yeah. Okay, I know you've got a better story. Come on, let's go. Do your worst. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I this one's a little weak. I'm not going to lie. It's a little weak. Okay, okay. When I read this, I was kind of like, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. Okay? Now, there was this boy, right? His mom always told him never to go in the basement, right? But mm-hmm. he wanted to see what that noise was. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and he wanted to see, you know, he wanted to see the puppy. So one day, when the mom was at home, he opened up the basement door and tiptoed down. He just tiptoed mm-hmm. down a little bit just to see, you know, where the puppy was and what it was, right? Just then, his mom yanked him out of the basement, right? And yelled at him and told him, I told you never ever to go in the basement. And he's crying and his mom's like, I told you and I, you sh- didn't listen to me. Don't go in the basement ever again. 
and they gave him a cookie to make him feel better okay <laughs> now the cookie did make him feel better right that is okay. why he didn't ask her like that's why he didn't ask her mm. what why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no arms or feet a whole ass cookie made him dismiss all that <laughs> that better be a good ass cookie <laughs> that was so tasty shit <laughs> that must have had some drugs inside of it to make it him because <laughs> edibles I need edibles period I mean like wow. isn't like bad parent 101 to dip their pacifiers in vodka and give it to them I've never heard of that one. That's funny. Oh my god. Just my mom? Just my mom. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh <laughs> Parenting 101. You gotta love it. Okay, so this is my last story. Guys, and there's more stories to come. Sleeha's got more. So I've got don't more. be. Yes, don't be too sad. Let's just book you guys out a lot more. I've got more. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Exactly. So, she rang the juice. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I I left some of it at home. <laughs> even though I'm at home. But let's get into it. Okay. Whew. I can't even dig into this. Okay. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch an opening at a local bar. Okay? On a music night. Open mic, open bar, perfect. A few drinks in, I realised my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked this table we were sitting at, the bar, the bathrooms, and after no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered it, gave out a low raspy giggle and then hang up. You won't know. So by the looks of things, it's kind of like, okay, someone has her phone, right? Yeah, that's like what you dropped that's it what on it the street. Yeah. yeah, someone might have took it out her back pocket. You know, that's what she might think, and that's what I would have thought. But she called again; they didn't answer. She eventually gave up as a lost cause and ended up concluding that it was lost. You know, then she headed home, came home, and found her phone laying down on the nightstand exactly where she left it she didn't take it to that bar mm-hmm. she didn't take it to that open no. mic she, she didn't bring it to the open mic she left it at home so that as only as means I would have grabbed that phone signed and what do you, what do you call when you cancel your lease I would have done that <laughs> shit and walked right out Mm-hmm. I done the hokey pokey and turned my ass back exactly. around. Exactly. <laughs> like as soon as as soon as I would have saw my phone on the nightstand, I would have immediately made that conclusion that someone was in my house. Yo, someone was in my house. <laughs> I would have came up with that conclusion. Bro, we're telling these story stories. St- scary stories, and I'm in the dark. So, now I have to make sure my surrounding is fine. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of a dark window and my light mm. is on so I don't even know who's looking inside from outside. It's kind of... Okay, let's go. Now, speaking of I don't even know who's looking from inside out, 
<laughs> Let me tell you a story about a girl who was babysitting. Now, the parents of the kid she was babysitting basically gave a pretty, you know, okay instruction. Feed her, play with her, get her to go to bed by 8.30. They'll be home by 10. Mm-hmm. She can go home at 10. And, you know, let's call her... Okay, her name was Sally in the story, but I'm not going to call mm-hmm. her Sally because I don't like putting... <laughs> you know what's so annoying? She doesn't want to put herself in that situation. <laughs> so many stories I read, they're all called Sally, and I don't want to put oh, myself hell. in this situation. <laughs> so let's call her Jessica, because all the Jessicas out there, I'm sorry, but you're getting killed multiple times. First. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Jessica was like, oh yeah, no worries, I get paid 50 bucks for this. I can do it. Mm. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Couple of hours, no worries. Halfway through um, the night, the little girl, she wanted ice cream. So Jessica went into the kitchen to get some ice cream. When she was getting the ice cream, she looked across the kitchen. On top of the counter, there was a mirror. I mean, I think I just fucked up. I mean, I, I, <laughs> there was I think a I just fucked up. There was a window. <laughs> there was a window. <laughs> And she looked out the window and she saw a little girl in white clothes, black hair up down to her hips standing there. Mm-hmm. She's like, where is this child's parent? Like, where is this child's parent? Like, why is she out so late at night? It's literally about to be 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And this is in the middle of nowhere, right? Like, this house is in the middle of nowhere. So where is this child's parent? She's like, and it's like, it's, she's weirdly like illuminated, which is so weird. She's like, is that a ghost? Did I just see a ghost? Like, nah, I didn't Mm. see a ghost. She like dismissed it and she like went back to the little girl. And the little girl goes, can I please have, can I please have sprinkles on it? Like I want sprinkles on it. She's like, okay, fine, I'll go get you sprinkles. She goes back and the girl came closer. She's like, what is this kid doing? Like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like, hello? And she's trying to wave at the kid, but the kid's not doing... Like, not saying anything. And she's kind of weirded out about that as well. So she just, you know, leaves it and continues mm. and goes back to the girl. Gets the sprinkles to go back to the little girl. She comes back to put the dishes away. And while she's doing the dishes, she looks out again and the, you, she can't see the kid. She's like, you know, didn't really think much of it after that. She was like, okay, maybe her parents took her home. Maybe she was just... Maybe she was just messing around. <laughs> scaring myself. I'm scaring myself. Maybe she's just messing around and all that stuff, right? And then finally, 10 o'clock comes around. It's time for her to go home. The parents come. The parents give her money and the little girl... Um, the father goes to check on, you know, the little girl. Hmm. And while the mom's giving her money, she decides to ask the mom because it was such a weird experience. She goes, hey, by the way do your neighbors have a little girl or something like can you like i feel like th- they need to be more careful as parents because literally close to 10 o'clock at night i looked out the kitchen window and she was just standing there for so long like right out the kitchen window and i know you guys uh-uh. don't have houses for like miles away she goes kitchen window she's like yeah she's like are you sure she's like yeah i'm what do you mean am i sure am i sure about what it's like then you looked out the kitchen window. She's like, yeah. It's like, because we don't have a window in the kitchen. We have a mirror on top of the counter in the kitchen. Uh-uh. 
Oh, that babysitter is lucky that is not her home. I'll uh-uh. tell you that much. So Jessica sat in that car and drove all the way back home. I would be scared to get outside. <laughs> I would be too. I'm not gonna. Lie. I'm like scared. <laughs> I would have Sarah, said, Can you, you don't understand. <laughs> Sarah, you don't understand. I'm actually scared. Guys, I know I said I was dumb, but I'm back from the dead. Okay. So right, there was one girl who lived in an apartment complex. A tall one, you know. She's standing up. She's doing what she does in her normal house. She's used to, you know. And across the road, there's this guy that she really admires that lives there. So, you know, she goes to her window to go check up on this guy. You know, she already knows he's going to be there. And what does she see? She sees a man standing behind him and slits his throat. She witnesses that. And then, from what she can see after witnessing something so horrific, the guy is pointing towards her and moving his fingers up. Can you guess what he was doing? He's moving his fingers up and down. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just moving it up, like this. If only you guys could see the visuals. It was weird. (laughs) I mean, like, is he going like, no, 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 or like... (laughs) I see. (laughs) Is it like... You know, like the eye thing? Like, <laughs> he's not maintaining eye contact with her, but he's moving his fingers up and gradually getting there. I know. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. He's counting the levels to her house. Yep. Uh-oh. Stop. The second? Mm-hmm. I would literally... I, I, fuck. I would kid you not, I would literally jump out that goddamn window just so the moment the moment you realize personally if you're in that situation the moment you realize that he was counting the levels what would you have done okay uh i feel like i would have i feel like i would have i don't okay i think as soon as i would have realized he's counting the levels i would have like left and Hmm. um like, left my apartment, found someone close by who's, um, what do you call it, you know, who's there with me, and then called the police. Or, like, went exactly. to my neighbor's house or something, and then called the police. Oh, I'm telling you right now, yeah. I know myself, knowing that the police is not going to come by that time, I would have just accepted my fate, honestly. Really? Oh, like, you would just be like, you know what, honestly, he's going to slip my throat anyways. It's an easy thing to do. Just let me, just let me go. God, it's my time. It's my time. Exactly. I know you've got another one. Okay, I got one. I got one. This is also a babysitter one. And I think a lot of people <laughs> have heard this one. just not lucky. I think a lot of people have heard this one, so. Okay. Okay. So, there was this girl... Let's call it Jessica has another job. <laughs> She's got another kid to babysit. It's this time it's three kids. She got three more kids to babysit and again, 11 10 o'clock the parents are coming home. It's quite late right now. Maybe the parents are running late, right? And the kids were meant to be asleep, so they're upstairs asleep. And I think there was a movie based on this. I'm pretty sure there was a movie because I remember remember distinctly watching a movie based on this story. Mm. And um, 
and throughout the whole night she keeps getting she keeps getting prank calls right so she she'll get a she, her phone will ring and then when she picks up all she, all she would hear is heavy breathing yes she'd be like hello and we'll just she's like that is so fucking weird she'll hang up again 30 minutes later without a doubt another one come up same thing same situation same scenarios and she'll end it so she started calling the police every time they get it every time she gets a you know phone call she's like yo (laughs) i got another phone call i'm kind of creeped out this is not even my house there's kids in this house you know like you gotta help me out somewhere and the police were like honestly ma'am we can't really do anything about the prank call so i'm sorry but you gotta deal with it she's like you literally can't do anything she's like not really but you know what we can do is we can pinpoint where the call is coming from maybe we'll maybe you know there's an address that you Mm -hmm. know of so like you could figure out what friend of yours it is she's like okay no worries she decided then to go and grab the kids and you know just to be sure that they're okay as she's about to go upstairs her phone rings again. She's like, oh, oh my God. This is... Like, I'm so fucking tired of this prank call. She picks up and she goes, what the hell do you want? Like, can you, like, literally stop? I'm I'm so done with this. It's so fucking annoying. But this time, it's not the prank caller. It's the police. They're like, ma'am, we need you to leave right now. She's right like, now? what? He's like, we need you to leave the house right now. She's like, what? I can't leave the kids. She's like, no. Wait, wait, she's like, the, the um, police go, okay, well, hold on, wait, where are the kids? She's like, they're upstairs. He's like, upstairs, where's, like, in their bedroom? She's like, where, where's the bedroom? Like, do you know the direction, north, south, east, west, which side? She's like, so she tries to remember. I was like, okay, I saw, they're on the south side of the house. The police goes, ma'am, leave the children, get out mm-hmm. of that house right now. She's like, what's wrong? Like, that's when they tell her that the call they pinpoint was coming from the south side of that of the house. When the police arrived, they found a man in that room waiting for her to come upstairs with the uh-uh. three children slaughtered in their beds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, I don't think anything can solve that story. I mean, like, I remember, I remember watching a movie that had the same story, but this time the kids didn't die, they were still alive. But I remember watching the movie, and I remember, I remember there was a scene where she was hiding under the bridge, because it was, like, a lake house, she was hiding under the bridge of, like, the lake, like, I mean, like, the pier, and he's walking on top of her, and she's holding the kids, like, trying to hold their breaths underneath. Mm Mm-mm, I could never... Do you have another one? Always, I think you have another one. Yeah, so I kind of got, I kind of like a short one. I think I'll say this one first. I've also got another one, guys. I know I said I was done, done, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm always alive, you know? Okay, this one's kind of like a short little kind of palm-esque kind of one. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. I can't move, breathe, or speak. And it's dark all the time. Honestly, if I knew how lonely it would be here... I would have never been cremated. I would have been cremated instead. 
Uh, she's buried. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Sarah, I'm sorry to say this, but that's a little weak. That's a little weak. Ah! Come on now. Come I'm on. sorry. Okay. I got one, and I think you're actually gonna like this one. Ignore my dog barking his mind out outside. Yeah, and if you can hear my family in the background, I'm so sorry. I can't get rid of them, unfortunately. Now, there was a girl. Jessica again. <laughs> Jessica has a very eventful life, I'm not going to lie. So one day, she's like, you know what? Babysitting is not for me. Babysitting is literally not for me. I'm going to go and start being a waitress. So one day from the restaurant she's waitressing at, she goes home in the subway. She moved to New York City. She's living her life. So she's on the, she's on the subway. She's going home. And the subway is hella empty. Like the, the what do you call it? The tra- the cabin she's in. Is that what it's called? Like, you know. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The cabin she is, is empty. Except for two men and an old lady sitting in the middle of, like, the two men, right? So there's two men on the side and there's an old lady in the middle of them. She goes and she, she sits right across the old lady. And she, as much as she doesn't want to acknowledge it, she can't help but notice that the old lady is just staring, like, just just staring at her just constantly staring at her and she'll look away and she'll look back and she's still just dead eyes just staring at them Uh however the two men sitting next to the lady don't even look towards her direction don't even acknowledge the fact that she's sitting Mm. there they just ignore her as soon after not even that you know not that long later another man hops on the tram and he sits next to one of the men right after a while in the next stop he tells her hey i'm gonna make this simple i'm a police and i've seen you shoplift a couple of days ago and i've been looking for you for a while so you need to step outside with me ma'am right now she's like I didn't shoplift. He's like, don't argue. Just step outside with me right now, ma'am. She steps Mm -hmm. outside with them. The doors of the train closes and continues forward. She's like, what's this all about? I've never stolen anything. I make an honest living. He's like, those two men, they were holding a knife. And that lady sitting in the middle of them, she was dead and they were holding her up. Uh Uh-uh. That one's not for me. <laughs> uh, do you have another one? I do, but this one's hmm. okay. It's kind of it, there's different versions of this one. It's a short one as well. It's very simple. Okay, so let's just call her Jessica. You know, Jessica always gets herself in these situations. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Poor Jessica. But how she's still alive, we don't know. Trust Honestly, me. we don't know. She lives a very eventful, <laughs> scary life. Would I want to be Jessica? No. no this is why I named her Jessica no. instead of Sally. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and your name is Jessica, I'm so sorry. I mean, hey, um, write a book, honey. Write. A- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, there's this girl named Jessica. She's at uni late, or at her college late. And basically, her professor was nice enough 
to let her stay over because there was no rights to get back. Okay. Because she's like, yeah. I don't want to live in New York City anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm moving to a rural area. <laughs> yeah. You know? So she stays at her professor's house. And her professor is a very trustful, honest, nice man. He's got a nice house. A very, um, how would you say? He's got a very good living. And he has an honest son. Okay. So, Jessica's sleeping on the bed. And in the middle of the night, the professor's son comes to her room and she says, he says to her, let's get Indian food. And she was a little confused by that because the time is, it's in the middle of the night. Who wants Indian food at the middle of the night? You know, if it's in the middle of the night, it's usually like a short craving, like cake or ice cream. Right? Yeah. So she was a little taken back by that. And surely enough, she agreed, because he's a good guy, good kid. She's at her professor's house, nice enough to let her stay for the night. Jessica wanted some dick, basically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice enough to stay over there. So she gets up, goes and leaves, and the second they get out of the house, he looks at her and says, the reason I wanted to get Indian food was because there was someone under your bed. What? What? Mm-hmm. How does he know he was under the bed? Did- what? I don't even know. He could have just been streaming around. He could have heard something. He could have just... How was... How how did he know? How did the son know the dude was under his bed? I don't know. I don't know. But Jessica was lucky. Jessica has this kind of luck. (laughs) Oh my god. This is what I mean when I say I literally do like 600 looks at the back to Mm -hmm. like... Check your bed. <sighs> make sure your windows are closed. Make sure your doors are locked at night. You know, when you get into the car, make sure that there's no one behind you. <laughs> I'm sure not going to lie. Away. Overall, I'm not going to lie. Overall, all these stories are quite weak. <laughs> Even my ones, I'm not going to lie. It's not that creepy. I have one. And I remember when I listened to this for the first time, <laughs> I was so fucking scared. Like, so scared. No. Jessica, again, <laughs> decided to uh, move to another house. So she's, uh, her job is still a waitress, right? Doesn't pay a lot. So she did, mm-hmm. so she got a small apartment. And when she moved into the, into the apartment, it was just a small studio, right? Like the kitchen, the bedroom, the living room, everything was just one room and she had like a separate toilet and a wardrobe. One thing she was happy about was the fact that she had a walk-in wardrobe. But other, other than that, it was a pretty small, cozy, you know, just an average apartment. There was nothing special about it. It was quite run down. While she was packing one day, she noticed like a little hole on her wall. Jessica being such a um, curious cat she was, she decided to go and look through the hole. She was like, ooh, maybe, you know, like, how funny would it be if I could see the other apartment? I don't know why she thought that. Jessica's weird. Maybe it's all the trauma she's experienced. Mm. Probably all the trauma she's experienced. She looks through and all she sees is just red. She's like, maybe they have, like, a red top. Maybe they know there's a hole and I can see on the other side. So they have, like, a red type or red something through, you know, there. Exactly, yeah. Because all she sees is just red, just red. The next day, she looks back in, and again, all she sees is red. 
about you know two months three months passed and in that span of two three months multiple times a day multiple times a week multiple times you know a month she would look through that hole and each and every time it would just be red okay so one day she was having a shower and her water stopped working she went and found a landlord and the landlord's like oh yeah i'm so sorry on the fourth floor you know it's 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 a little tricky i'm so sorry like the water doesn't reach that high at the moment we've mm. got like some problem we'll get it fixed by tomorrow max right she was like thank you so much and as she's about to leave the office she turns around she goes hey by the way um what do you know about the what do you know about the apartment next to me like is it vacant does someone live there because like i've been here for three months but i've never ever 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 seen anyone go in or out of that apartment at all and the and the landlord goes oh yeah um um old man nick he lives there um but i'm pretty sure like around the time you moved in i'm pretty sure he got sick from red eye or something like that like Mm. pink eye or something are you that slow that's that's it that's the end of the story so what his eye just been there the whole time Mm -hmm. he's been watching her you know what that kind of reminds me of i have another story in my hands Mm -hmm. okay so let's just say this girl's name is jessica Again, Jessica. Poor Jessica. Mm-hmm. Poor Je- At this point, this point, write an autobiography. We'd love to hear it. <sighs> so, Jessica lives in an apartment, a nice apartment. She's new to this place. She just loves to move around. Jessica just loves to move around. <laughs> and, you know, she's got her curtains and whatnot. And right outside her window, there's another apartment. And there's also another window there. Right. They've got curtains too. Now, she noticed when she moved in, it was pretty dark. She noticed kind of someone standing there and kind of watching her. And that's what she kind of gathered, that maybe there was someone watching her. So, you know, closed her curtains, moved on with her life. But then she noticed that that person was always staring. And, you know, she kind of had the feeling that maybe it could have been a stalker. Maybe there was someone stalking her. Maybe just some, like, you know, pedo just looking. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a creep, just wanting to see her through her windows. Mm-hmm. And conveniently, it happened to be a cross. So, Jessica kind of comes to the conclusion, you know, she's already had a past with this kind of stuff. As we can see, Jessica's been around. So, she oh. kind of was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a complaint. I'm going to call the police. The police come back and let her know that Someone had hung theirself outside. Someone had hung theirself right in front of the window. So right outside the window, from Jessica's perspective, it looked like someone was just standing there. But he just conveniently hung himself right outside that window. At that right position. Mm-hmm. So that whole time she thought someone was staring there, someone was dead. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me of another story. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. So the story you just told me. It kind of reminds me of another story. Okay, let's say Jessica. She moved mm-hmm. to another m- new apartment. Okay, mm-hmm. new apartment. Um, she. This is around the timeline of when she was a student with her professor, right? 
she moved to this small apartment and um, she's sitting on his table and she's studying. But she noticed one thing. Every time she's sitting on her table and studying, or like even just sitting on her table, she feels yeah. like the tiniest tap on the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. the tiniest tap. And and it's like, it's it's not even... And she can't feel it anywhere else, right? She's, she can't feel it. She, if she's on her bed, she's anywhere else, she can't feel it. It's only there. And that's the yeah. only place she can feel the tiniest tap. She's like, that's so fucking weird. But she doesn't really think much about it. She kind of, like, moves herself, adjusts herself, you know, a little bit to the side, which is a little uncomfortable for her to see that because it's a very small table. But she still does it. Um, one day, she meets one of her neighbours um, in the hallway. And the neighbour was like, oh, you moved into 203. She's like, yeah, I moved into 203. Um, why? It's like, oh, no, no, nothing. He's like, are you a stu-? He's like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm a student. I study at the university down the street. You know, and just small conversations. Like, hmm. uh, there was a girl who used to live there. Um, she was also a student. I was. She was a really nice girl. Very lonely, very sad. Took herself to... Um, you know, too seriously. Don't do that. You know, don't focus too much on studying. Try to, you know, live a happy mm-hmm. life. Jessica, Jessica was a little, you know, taken back. But she was like, you know, thanks, thanks. She's like, what happened to the girl, by the way? She's like, um, you know, I'd rather not say. It's not my place to say. Jessica was kind of, you know, she, she was taken back. But, like, she was kind of just like, okay, if she doesn't want to say, you know, it's up to her. Mm. A couple of days later... Um, she sees her again and she goes and she's frantically like flipping through her book and she's like you know go she's running late for her exam and the same lady sees her and she's like hey what's wrong what's wrong why do you look so stressed are you okay Jessica goes yeah yeah I'm fine I just have an exam and I'm really 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 stressed um I'll I'll see you later she's like just make sure what just you know make sure you remember when I told you don't take yourself too seriously it's okay you know life's Life isn't all about studying. You're going to get somewhere yeah. in life, you know. Jessica goes to school, comes back home, and again sees the lady. And she goes, hey, you keep telling me don't take my, you know, don't take studying too seriously. Like, mm. what's what's that all about? Like, I'm sure, you know, someone as mature as you, like, you know, she was a very elderly woman. I'm sure you, you know, cherish education. I'm, you know, telling mm. me to study, focus on my thing. Um... And the lady goes, I, I don't want to tell you this because I don't want to scare you, but there was the girl who used to live in that house before you. She, she hung herself in the middle of the room, right above her study table. And Jessica was like, what? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I was the one who found her. I, I had a spare key to her to her apartment. I don't have it anymore. I'm just, you know, just in case yeah, you're wondering. Yeah. But I was very close with her and I had her um, spare key and I hadn't seen her for a while. So I went and checked and I saw her hanging right above, just right, you know, between her study table and her bed. And Jessica was like, what? She went to visit a shaman just to, you know get rid of like the bad spirit because she was very worried about it and the shaman said you know what's um very interesting is when a tragedy like that happens 
you can capture it by a, by a spirit camera. She was like, really? He's like, yeah, here it is. It's only $500. Pay me now and you can have it. She's like, I don't really need the camera. I just need one mm. photo. It's like, okay, for one photo, you know, gave him his price. She got a talisman, came back home. Do you know what a talisman is? The little life. Yeah, like kind of like a protection, mm. you know, um, thing. I got a talisman, came back home and um, took a photo, you know, stood in front of her thing. It's a small apartment. You can see like every single corner. Took a photo where the lady said she hung. When she when the photo finally developed, it was a Polaroid. She looked at it. The toe. She could see the girl stat hanging, right above the table. The toe was tapping exactly where her neck her would neck. be when she's sitting on that table. How no? I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-mm. Yeah, mm-mm. I remember when I read that, I was kind of like, what? To be honest, I have to admit, I think Saliha came harder with these stories. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. I would be lying to myself. I mean, like, what do I get in return? Bragging rights? Mm-hmm. You can brag about this. I'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, you can brag about having the scariest stories. <laughs> you can brag about that. I don't mind. Uh, so, okay, I know you don't like scary stories, but like overall, mm-hmm. what do you think? Oh, to be honest, these were actually kind of fun. Like it, especially because they were short and sweet and simple. I hope you, you guys know, listen to that. Yeah, Jessica's mm-hmm. life is so you know fun. No, I wouldn't say fun. We all know Jessica lives on the dangerous side of the spectrum. <laughs> on the edge of her seat. <laughs> We're going to start a GoFundMe page for Jessica's therapy because she's going to need it. <laughs> uh, yes. Would you, okay, guys, I'm going to put this poll on Instagram. Would you swap <laughs> lives with Jessica? Jessica, hell no. <laughs> if, would you, you swap, swap lives with Jessica for a million dollars? Yeah, for Six a million dollars. Would you swap lives with Jessica? Mm-hmm. I personally, for a million dollars, if, okay, if I was as lucky as her, yes, and as lucky and you made it out every situation, I would. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Oh, I'm that, looking you know a thrill. <laughs> no. No, I, I'm that type of person. I'm sorry, I would not swap lives with Jessica for a million dollars. That million dollars would go towards my therapy. Because I could not come back from that. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this is almost a wrap. We still have stuff in tune for the series. So, Leha, do you kind of want to give them a hint as to what we're going to expect, you know? Okay, so next week, we're going to look at conspiracy theories, which I think is mm-hmm. very interesting, with a very special mm-hmm. guest. So yes. stay tuned for that. The week after that, we're going to look at Urban Legends. And then Ooh. the final week, we're going to do little um, paranormal experiences. Personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And this is where you guys come in handy. Exactly. Literally, storm us with your scary stories. Your personal scary stories. Or if scary story, Or like paranormal activities that happen to your friends, to your neighbours, to your parents, to your aunts, uncles whoever you know yes 
paranormal activities that happen to you or your family. There is no limit to it. Tell us as many as you want, as least as you want. Exactly like Sleeha said, even if it's your dog's cat's brother's uncle's daughter's cat's neighbor's frog, we want to hear it. Just put it in DM us because we will see it. And that's going to make me like, just because I said that, I'm going to reiterate the fact we are on all social media platforms. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. <laughs> we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a DM. Email us. Just check us out. For sure. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, also, for that last episode, I will have my own um, paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, okay, I don't find it scary. Okay, at the moment, I'm not going to lie, I, f- I was fucking shitting myself and I hate my cousins for it and they were like, like they were condoning my behavior (laughs) (laughs) so i hate them for that but like when i think back about it i was like oh my god you're such a pussy like why selia why for what reason but you'll have to but you'll have to listen to the podcast to know why Mm -hmm. other than that that's a wrap and it has been made in a pandemic. pandemic